Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Everyday Things with Miss Pat, where we discuss everyday things in relation to psychology, media, and religion. On this podcast, I want people to understand that psychology terms are theories that are made in reference to everyday things. There are people out there who are trying to understand the phenomenon that is human life, everyday human life. Sometimes we really don't know how to break down or understand things from an academic point of view. One of the things that really frustrates me is misunderstandings. When I was younger, it always used to frustrate me so much when people don't understand me, or it could frustrate me even more when I don't understand other people. I realized that there is actually a way to explain that in psychology, and that's called having a theory of mind. Psychologists refer to this as a theory because our beliefs about what's going on in another person's head are just that, they are theories. While we can make predictions, we have no direct way way of knowing exactly what a person is thinking. All we can rely on is our theories that we develop based on what people say, how they act, and what we know about their personalities. And from that, then we infer what their intentions are, what we can do to make them happy, what we can do to relate better. You you can never really fully know what's going on in in a person's mind. And According to psychologists, if you have a very developed theory of mind, you can even know how to successfully deceive other people. Like that's a skill. Imagine. But what's lying really? It's being able to look at, okay, this is what these people think. What can I say to make the situation better or get out of a situation? Or what can I say to make sure that I don't get into trouble? Okay, if I say this, then maybe they will think this and they will let me go. And that's really actually quite complicated. But to think that kids lie (laughs) is really fascinating to me because kids start lying from a very young age. But does that mean that kids have a theory of mind from the time they're two or one? Actually, according to psychology, no. Theory of mind apparently develops between the age of three and five. I'm going to use an example of my little niece. When my niece was about two and a half years old, she opened the fridge one day, opened a little lunchbox, and in the lunchbox there was meat. She takes the meat, puts it behind her back, and proceeds to, you know, try and run out of the kitchen. And I say to her, baby, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean nothing? What's behind you? She's like, nothing. And because I was standing behind her, I could see the meat. But in her mind, if she was hiding it, nobody would know that she was hiding it. That's because kids are egocentric. They think that the way that they think is the way that everybody else thinks. But as they grow a little older, between the age of three and five, the theory of mind kind of grows and they can kind of perceive that, okay, I think this, but that person is going to think that because they can see this. So after a while, my niece kind of understood that, oh, if I want to hide something, I have to make sure that she doesn't see what's behind me so that I can hide it properly. So then from then, she she then starts to hide it like under her clothes or she will hide it somewhere else first and then move with it because she understands that if I see it, there's a certain way that I'm going to think about what I have seen. So theory of mind is very interesting because when we are children, We have this egocentric way of thinking, but as we grow older, we start to realize, ah, other people have states of mind. And what are states of mind? States of mind are emotions, beliefs, desires, 
knowledge, understanding. Other people have different beliefs and understanding from us. So now why am I bringing this up and talking about misunderstandings? I'll give you an example. There is a couple that I was watching on YouTube. You may know the couple or not. I'm not going to mention their names, but the husband bought his wife a really great gift. He bought her some designer bags. I think they were two and a pair of designer shoes. And his wife really did not like them. The husband was upset. You know, he went on social media and he was like, other women would have appreciated this kind of gift, but then my wife didn't appreciate it, blah, 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 right? She was pissed because they've been married, I think, for 15 or 16 years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What upset her was that after 16 years, he's still buying her gifts that she doesn't like. So she took the gift back to the shop and bought something that she wanted. He was kind of upset, you know, like, after I've been this thoughtful and bought you this, how can you say that I didn't buy you a gift that you want? His point was this. For years, he would buy her gifts. She would just say thank you and appreciate it. And from the way that she reacted, and the way that she thanked him, he thought he was doing well all along. And all he was doing was literally reading how his wife was acting, thinking my wife is appreciating this. And unfortunately, that's not what was happening. As human beings, we literally take what you give us and we make a theory of mind. If you are deceiving us, sometimes it's very hard for us to know until you do something that is opposite to what it is we think you are doing. In the meantime, we will set this idea of who we think you are until that time when you finally show us who you really are. So for instance, somebody gives you a pair of pants, right ladies? And then you don't like the pants. So instead of being like, you know what? I actually don't like those pants. You just go, thank you so much. Just the thought that counts. But the truth is you're never going to wear those pants. And so the person gets upset because you're never going to wear the gifts that they bought for you. But is it really the person's fault? Is it really their fault or is it your fault for giving them the wrong signals? Because all they're getting is how you act towards them. And it's things that they cannot touch. But from how you act towards a person and what you say to them, they will make an assumption or they will infer an idea of, okay, this is this person's personality. Okay, they like sweets. Um, they prefer hot food to cold. They prefer this and that and that and that. And this happens a lot when relationships are starting, a lot of people will just say yes, 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 yes. So that whoever they're dating is going to agree and think, oh my gosh, we've got so much in common. And then 10 years in, the person gets so tired of pretending that it feels like, oh my gosh, we've been married for 10 years and then you all of a sudden changed. They didn't change. They just got tired of pretending and decided to start showing you who they really are. And that scares people. What happens is because in our minds, we had a theory of a person's personality personality, when they start acting differently from what we thought they were, it's really kind of hard for us to adjust. So the first thing that we think is, why did you change? Initially, when you meet people, you have nothing. It's a blank slate. You don't know this person. You don't know what they like. So you kind of do trial and error. And as you're doing trial and error, you kind of start picking up from the way that they behave towards certain things. Okay, they like this. Okay, maybe they don't like that. Okay, they will go for this. Okay, no, they won't go for that. Okay, they might like this more than they like that and so on and so forth. We are people who were born and raised to be social, whether it's physically social, online social, at work social, either way. And we have to find some sort of a schema, some sort of an idea of how to navigate this world. 
And one of the things and one of the tools that helps us to do that is by creating a theory of mind based on everyone we live and work with. One of the most interesting things about the theory of mind is that it is adjustable. There are some people who are very, very nice to you. And then they just out of the blue do something crazy. And automatically, how do you label them? As somebody who, okay, you cannot trust this person anymore. They can be nice to you, but they also have a mean streak. This is such a basic tool of communicating, relating to people. And every one of us has it. But there are some people who don't really have it fully developed. So for instance, people who are autistic, but sometimes people who are socially awkward as well just kind of struggle with creating a theory of mind. In society, there are certain expectations of how we're supposed to act when we're in certain places, when we're with certain people, when we're people who are older or younger, and so on and so forth. There's a way that we're supposed to act. So our behaviors are governed by environment as well. So at the end of the day, one person can have different personas. One persona for work, one persona for home, one persona for church, because they act and behave in a certain way. And people who know them in different circles will know different things about them. It's very rare for people to have one straight persona each and every single place. And what it basically is, is that all of us every day are moving around reading people. Okay, he reached for an apple, so he must be hungry. Okay, she changed her clothes, so she must be feeling uncomfortable. Okay, he went with an umbrella outside, so he must believe that it's going to rain. We're kind of every day subconsciously picking up and reading what people are doing, and we are creating a theory in our minds of what their minds are doing, and this is how we relate. I hope that's like a simple way of explaining it. Yeah, so that's basically theory of mind. I just want to give a disclaimer. Some of the things that I said today were from verywellminds.com. Some of them are from Simply Psychology. So if you actually go on some of these websites and you read and you're like, mm, that sounds like Pat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I borrowed it from them. I found that what they were saying is in line with what I was thinking. So I kind of borrowed their words. Anyway, that is our psychological term for the week, theory of mind, the very tool that helps us to understand each other and navigate social circles. Next episode tomorrow is going to be looking at theory of mind in reference to media. Join me for that tomorrow and yeah, have a nice day. Bye.